All right. Good morning. Happy Saturday to everyone. Good morning to the Saturday Morning Book Club, Mr. Tony Fleming's Book Club. Uh, today sitting in will be myself, Dr. Nicole Bramwell, and also my co-host, uh, LaVonda Johnson. So um, Saturday we're doing uh, actually our book of the moment now is Dare to Lead. And um, this, we're here every Saturday morning, um, rain or shine, uh, to do the book club at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, and uh, at 5 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. And the number to dial in, 712-432-0075, and then the code is 783-357-POUND. And also we have a replay number. And then for Saturday Book Club, that will be up until Monday morning. That is 712-432-1085, same code, 783-357-POUND. Also, you can find uh, the Book Club um, on, the po- on our podcast uh, platforms. And so um, you can either put in Tony Fleming um, Mindset, or you can put in Tony Fleming Book Club, and they're on about 16 platforms, Breaker, Spotify, and a lot of others. Um, all right, so we are going to get started. Ms. LaVonda Johnson, are you ready? We're, um, we are going to be reading from pages 165 to 171, um, we may skip around a little bit on those pages. And again, the book is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Um, Brave Work, Tough Conversations, and Whole Hearts. All right. Ms. Johnson, are you there? I am here. Good morning, everybody. Um, I just wanted to take the time. I don't think I've ever introduced myself. Just wanted to tell you a couple of things about myself, and that way you might be able to um, get the perspective on which I see things. I am, um, I've worked in the health and wellness industry for a while, health and mental health. I've been a licensed therapist for about nine years. So that is the perspective from which I tend to see things. Uh, we are going to get started on page 165, section 5, Curiosity and Grounded Confidence. So grounded confidence is the messy process of learning and unlearning, practicing and failing, and surviving a few misses. This brand of confidence is not blustery, arrogance, or posturing, or built on bullshit. It's real, solid, and built on self-awareness and practice. Once we witness how courage can transform the way we lead, we can trade the heavy, suffocating armor that keeps us from a small for, for grounded confidence that lifts us up and supports our efforts to be brave. It's unreasonable to believe that we just rip off our self-protection mechanism and streak through the office. Most of us armor up early in our lives because, as children, we needed to. In some instances, the armor protected us from being hurt or disappointed, from feeling invisible or unlovable. 
In some situations, we had to self-protect to stay physically or emotionally safe. Vulnerability is the greatest casualty of trauma. When we're raised in unsafe environments, confronted with racism, violence, poverty, sexism, homophobia, and pervasive shaming, vulnerability can be life-threatening and armor is safety. And when we think about how millennials and Gen Xers were raised, many of their parents swallowed them in armor out of their own lack of confidence as parents and people. The more grounded confidence parents have, the more likely they are to prepare their child for the path by teaching courage, praising effort, and modeling grit versus trying to prepare a perfect path for their child by fixing, praising only results and intervening. I want to stop right there for a minute um, because there was a lot in that section. Uh, so confident, grounded confidence takes time and it takes effort and it also takes self-awareness. Um, it involves learning and unlearning, failing and succeeding. So it's a process and I think that's what the challenging part is, you know, you have to go through a lot of discomfort, get back up again and try again. So building that skill of confidence is hard, and most of us don't know how to do it. And so if we don't know how to do it, it's hard to pass that skill on to others, especially our children or our nephews or whoever we have influence on. So it just starts a a cycle of protection and running away from the discomfort of vulnerability versus learning the skill of courage. That that's a mouthful. Sorry, I couldn't find my mute button or unmute button. <laughs> but um, you know that, uh, and and definitely the reasons for the armor are certainly valid. And so I think that that keeps a lot of us. Um, with that armor up for a long time, but as we've discussed before and as this, um, as Brene Brown points out multiple times in the book, you know, uh, vulnerability is actually uh, power because that's actually where you can grow and uh, connect better um, with people and definitely that's necessary in doing whatever you do uh, well, but certainly, um you know, in business and um, and even in life. I mean, just having, you know, relationships uh, can, this armor can actually um, come up. And so it's super important um, to become self-aware that you do have that armor because I think that that's the other thing is that we don't even realize that it is armor. And um, we think that the confidence that we have is true confidence um, and not the grounded confidence that we need um, you know, through the unlearning and learning and practicing and failing. Um, and, of course, you know, in our school system and just throughout life because everyone else that has influenced us uh, or a lot of people that have influenced us also, you know, treat failing as um, as failure as you are a failure rather than learning opportunities, then um, also that makes us keep that armor up. And so... And I wanted to read just the beginning of this section actually starts out with a huge statement, who we are is how we lead. And so that influences our leadership in whatever we're doing, um, you know, moving forward and most likely 
other things that we do because how you are in one aspect of your life or a couple of aspects of your life, that's probably how you're functioning in, in, um, you know, in all the others. So, all right, go ahead, Ms. Lavanda. Okay. Um, I wanted to go back to the top of the page when she talks about um, the, the casualty of trauma and the effect that our environment has on us when she talks about being confronted with racism, violence, and poverty. Um, I think I've heard Mr. Fleming say before that um, he thinks that most African Americans who have grown up, you know, in poverty, which most of us have, have some form of PTSD. And that's something to think about because when you live in an environment where you're trying to survive day in and day out, it's normal to put that protection up. Um, and behind that protection, a lot of times, could be some form of trauma or PTSD. And so, like you said, when you've had that defense mechanism or that protection or armor for so long, you don't even realize it's there or how to bring it down or fix it. All right, I'm going to continue on from the middle of the page. We spent a disproportionate large amount of time on rumbling with vulnerability for a simple reason. It's the fundamental skill of courage building. Building the grounded confidence to rumble with vulnerability and discomfort rather than armoring up, running away, shutting down, or tapping out completely prepares you for living into your values, building trust, and learning to rise. Understanding rumbling with vulnerability as the fundamental skill of damn leadership is absolutely essential. Skill building in sports provides a great analogy. So building courage is, is, is a fundamental skill of developing courage as a leader. I mean, you can't be a leader without courage, and it's a skill that you have to develop. You know, it's not something that's automatic, and you have to be willing to be aware of it and address it in order to develop that skill. It's not something that just happens. Um, eventually, it would be more um, automatic instead of being protective, and running away, the automatic response would be to be courageous and show vulnerability in tough situations versus um, feeling shame. Um, so I, I agree with you with all of that for sure, um, LaVonda. Um, you know, again, I think that we have um, a lot of false sense of uh, confidence and um we we build up these coping mechanisms, definitely, you know, withdrawing, definitely that um that's something that I still uh deal with. I probably do it less than um I did it before, but I would just pull in. Um and the danger of that is that sooner or later you're gonna run into a trauma or significant event that doesn't allow you it you have no more energy to to do that. And so it will all come bubbling back out. Um, so it does have you do have to deal with this at some point. Um, and maybe some folks don't deal with it, but then they don't grow. Um, and other things happen, um, and they you know you know don't feel as as confident, or they don't achieve as much as they would have liked. And all of that because all of this can um, stop us. Or when you do achieve, if you're able to be successful, um, then you uh, may not enjoy that success because, again, these things actually, 
you know, spill over into other aspects of your life, so not just business, um, dealing with any relationship, um, whether it be marriage or, you know, friendship and all of that. So that's why we may see some differences in how people are able to be friends, right? Um, so uh, definitely this hits home for me. And what's kind of interesting is that when you said that you were going to do the, read these pages, these were actually uh, pages that I had to read at some time. I did not realize that they would um, be read this week <laughs> by us, but um, uh, definitely, um, you know, this is an important uh, section and it hits home for me. Yeah, me too as well. Um, all sports rely on key fundamentals, those skills that are drilled into players from the first day you sign up for a class or join a team. When I reflect on my experiences playing tennis and swimming, I remember always thinking, let's race. I'm tired of doing 50 flips, turns into a row, or I don't want to sashay across this dang tennis court, holding my racket in volley position one more time. Let's play. But developing fundamental skills through disciplined practice is what gives us players the grounded confidence to dare greatly. The same is true for leaders. Developing a disciplined practice of rumbling with vulnerability gives leaders the strength and emotional stamina to grab the bear greatly. So that's just what you're saying. You have to develop the emotional stamina because it's, it's emotional. It's draining. It's hard and it's very uncomfortable and it takes a long time, especially when you don't realize it's there until you're an adult, as I have. I mean, it it really takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of um, courage because it doesn't feel good, um, and the process of it is, you know, has its ups and downs. It's not a straight line of progress, and you might not even realize that you may be making progress, and so that gets frustrating, and you may want to give up and go back into your shell, and that's what I tend to do is go into a shell and kind of shut down um, the versus, versus responding to um, uh, disappointment and failing. So... I have to be able to continue to push through that, and it's hard, but I'm developing that skill over time. And I know that some people have seen the difference in me. I haven't necessarily seen the difference uh, in myself, but I have gotten comments and feedback from other people um, to say that they've shown the difference. Because you're right, Dr. Nicole, it does show up in every relationship, um, and it's going to continue until you're able to develop that skill, and it can cause the failures of business relationships, friendships, marital relationships. Um, I think a lot of people uh, could benefit from developing this skill. Of course, everybody could benefit from developing this skill, but especially if you're going to enter any kind of partnership, especially a marriage, I think it's important to be able to be vulnerable because I don't see how that relationship would be successful without vulnerability. Absolutely, um, that's that's probably one of the most vulnerable um, uh, relationships. In in addition to um, probably, I've, I've found having a child and having reared my daughter um, with my husband that that's a very vulnerable um, position um, because you're not going to be perfect. Parenthood is something that just unfolds over time, and that's if you're you know, a parent or influence in, influencing any young person in order for them to really learn these skills, you actually have to model that. And so if you are 
uh, you know, into the uh, habit of acting as if you're perfect, then pointing out maybe errors that they make in order to correct, then that may give the wrong signal um, and be communicated um, in a way or maybe internalized by the child um, or whoever the, the person is that you actually have influence on, because certainly this can happen to adults as well. Um, but we definitely all bring our our own baggage to relationships, and so this is where this will, um, you know, come out. And um, if you're not aware, like we keep saying, definitely self-awareness is at the top of the list to to even start this work. Um, and then it's a continuous work. So um, it's something that you have to remain aware of and continue to work on and continue to be willing to improve and see where you're um, blind spots are because certainly um, even Brene Brown, even with doing all of her research, she has actually had moments where she had an aha moment and realized that that was a blind spot for her or it it bridged up uh, feelings that she had that she didn't realize she was feeling and then she had to, you know, someone actually might have said something or what have you that um, could help her work through that and become more aware and then she continues her work, so, um, you know, for sure. Uh, and then getting these um, fundamentals, so this is what Mr. Fleming talks about all the time, you know, all the fundamentals usually become mundane, they usually become boring, you get tired of doing it, you want to do, um, you know, what you, what your end, whatever your end uh, goal was, you know, I can remember being in medical school and sitting in those classrooms for long hours sitting there, you know, it could be a boring lecture, but it's important information and um, and then just wanting, I want to take care of patients. Well, you can't take care of patients until you have some fundamentals um, in mind and definitely then going into clinical and learning fundamentals and, and knowing the basics um, help you when you have an emergency situation. So just kind of likening that to, to my world um, as a physician, you, you, um, you know, you have to have those fundamentals. You know, that's why they teach the ABCs when you're resuscitating someone because if you don't have that, it doesn't matter all the special stuff that you may need, know how to do. If you don't know the fundamentals, it, it may not matter <laughs> because you won't have a patient to work on. So, um, you know, so I think that this is, this is extremely, um, you know, practical and important, um, you know, area for us to, to focus on. So, and definitely leadership, you know, you start leading yourself first, right? So you have to lead, be able to lead yourself before you're leading others with this grounded confidence. And um, so that's kind of what I get out of this. I, you know, we could go on about that, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, I just wanted to add, when you talk about modeling for your daughter, um, females and males both need modeling when it comes to vulnerability. Um, but I think I see it more as a lack of a skill in males, the um, tendency to throw up a shield and pretend to be strong and not be willing to say, um, I'm scared, I'm, I'm hurt, or I don't know even. Um, so I think if more men were willing to be vulnerable with their male children and say, hey, I don't know, but this is what we're going to do about it, and this is how we handle it, this is what courage looks like, I think we would have healthier relationships. 
Yeah, that's true. I I have to give a plug for for my husband because definitely, um, you know, the vulnerability again with our daughters, so not only male to male, but male to female child, and and we know that. Well, I don't know if everybody knows, but it's very significant for a female child to have a father in in her life, and so um, you know, watching his vulnerability with her. Um, you know, definitely helps her grow, has helped her, you know, be stronger. You know, I see her be able to have, you know, grit and, and navigate certain things um, as, as she learns. And so, um, you know, I commend him for that because it isn't easy because society expects something completely different, expects men not to become vulnerable and, and um, not to show that side. And so, uh you know, and 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 as if that's a strength, and actually it's not. It's actually being vulnerable is the strength, um, rather than not being vulnerable. So I'll put that plug in for my husband. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point, though. Like you said, it goes both ways. Male to female child is huge. You know, that's the foundation of what we perceive as a healthy relationship. It starts with our fathers, daughters to fathers. So great point. That's all I have. That's all you have. Okay. Cool. Um, so I was just going to read a little bit more. I um, I wanted to – I'm going to jump to page 168 and um, kind of do a little bit of a summary that um, Brene does. So in, in tough conversations, hard meetings, and emotionally charged decision-making, leaders need the grounded confidence to stay tethered to their values respond rather than react emotionally, and operate from self-awareness, not self-protection. Having the rumbling skills to hold the tension and discomfort allows us to give care and attention to others, stay open, curious, and meet the challenges. Um, So then uh, she speaks of earlier this year, I had uh, opportunity to work with uh, Nutanix, an enterprise uh, cloud software company, and in conversations with the founder, chairman, and CEO, Deharaj Pandey, I was struck not only by his belief in the importance of vulnerability in leadership, but the why behind that belief. Deharaj explained to me that when leaders don't have the skills to lean into vulnerability, they're not able to successfully hold the tension of the paradoxes that are inherent in uh, entrepreneurship. His examples of the paradoxes that elicit vulnerability in leaders align with what we heard from the research participants. So, and then um, gives a list, and I think it's an important list, optimism and paranoia, letting chaos reign, um, the act of building, and reigning in chaos, the act of scaling, big heart and tough decision-making, humility and fierce resolve, Velocity and quality when building new things. Left brain and right brain. Simplicity and choice. Thinking global, acting local. Ambition and attention to detail. Thinking big but starting small. Short term and long term. Marathons and sprints or or marathon of sprints in business building. Deharaj told me leaders must learn the skills to hold these tensions and get adept 
at balancing on the tightrope of life. Ultimately, leadership is the ability to thrive in ambiguity of paradoxes and opposites. Um, so building rumbling skills is not easy, but easy is overrated. An increased number of studies are confirming what most of us have always known but hated. Easy learning doesn't build strong skills. Um, and then they go on to talk, she goes on to talk about an article um, where, you know, businesses actually uh, go out of their way to make uh, training fun um, and light uh, to get everyone to buy into them, but those skills actually don't last. The learning doesn't last. Um, and so we definitely learn probably our best lessons and most memorable lessons with the mistakes that we make or uh, failures that we've had. Um, you know, you remember that more, you know, and uh, so um, which also sets you into that vulnerable state, right? And then we get instead of, um, you know, learning and being glad for the opportunity to learn and for those of the, those people that are supporting us in that or maybe not supporting us in that, then that's where you start building um, that armor, um, you know, or, or not building the armor and actually, um, uh, you know, growing grounded confidence, real grounded confidence. So, um, and then I'll just finish up with this section. Um, learning how to rumble with vulnerability is work, and vulnerability never becomes comfortable. But practicing means that when vulnerability is washing over us, we can hear grounded confidence. Hear, yeah, we can hear grounded confidence whisper in our ear. This is hard and awkward, and uncomfortable. You may not know how it's going to turn out but you are strong and you have practiced what it takes to create and hold the space for this. And then she gives the equation, grounded confidence equals rumbling skills plus curiosity plus practice. And I think it's the practice part <laughs> that we don't like. We like it for a time and then we don't like it anymore because it's tedious and it's continuous and it's something that you always have to, you have to continue doing. Um, you know, you can't forget practicing the basics. You have to go back, and that's why, you know, you have, um, you know, uh, later learning, like learning that you do regularly for your profession or whatever, but so many of us only apply to our profession and not necessarily to the rest of our life, and I think that that's the difference between professional and personal development. So a lot of us do professional development thinking that it's personal development, and it's actually not. Professional development a lot of times is um, just kind of training you either in your particular field and or just to work in an employee-type environment. When you get step into entrepreneurship and business, that's a different world and different things come up and um, definitely if you don't have these skills, they, you better learn them if you're going to um, have the longevity to, to last and do what you need to do. Um, and so certainly, you know, in, in network marketing, I mean, we don't talk about that much, but um, as far as specifics, but network marketing, you know, you really need those skills. You need grounded confidence because that is a, a seriously vulnerable uh, situation where you don't know what someone's going to say. You don't know if you're going to get rejected. You don't know if they're going to say no or yes and, and what have you. 
Um, but you're, you do better there um, no matter what the person says if you're vulnerable and you actually lean into building those relationships from a state of vulnerability um, and having courage. So, um, you know, that came through for me there. What do you say, Navanda? Uh, well, I highlighted vulnerability never becomes comfortable because I need to remember that I keep expecting for it to feel better or to get easier, but it doesn't. It made me think about exercising or um, lifting weights in particular. For me, that that was something that I've never been familiar with. And doing that, it was a painful process. It still is. You know, you get sore and you don't want to get back in there and do it the next day. And I kept waiting for it to, to feel better or to be comfortable with it, but I had to learn to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, the aches and pains that came after it. So to me, it's the same with vulnerability. I have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, we definitely don't like that state, for sure, um, which stops us from doing a lot of things. I mean, that's the, that's the procrastination that creeps in on starting an exercise regimen or eating better or, you know, starting on a project or maybe you start on a project but you don't finish the project, maybe start a, reading a book but you don't finish reading the book, like all of those type things. Um, but, again, it's practice skills. So you have to continue doing that. If you don't read as much, then you're not going to want to read as much and, and that type of thing. Um, and, I, you know, that. Um, I like to read, but I do get to a point sometimes where I'm like, oh, the, the writing's too small or whatever. But if you don't practice reading the – and this is coming up for me while I'm talking. <laughs> um, because my husband gave me this book, and I looked in that book, and I said to myself, oh, the writing is so small. <laughs> but anyway, but I won't develop that comfort of reading the, the smaller print or, you know, allow that to continue to – to feed into my pleasure of reading because I really do like to read. Um, but I'm kind of using that as a, as a barrier, and so I need to remove that barrier for myself. Um, and so I, but I have to practice that and continue doing that. And so that's going to take a minute. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, that's a simple, you know, uh, example. But at the same time, it's not a simple example because, reading what I need to be reading so that I can continue to develop myself is an important thing. So one thing will feed into another. So that's actually a fundamental thing that will then feed bigger things um, that make me who I want to be, who I'm, I'm trying to become, I'm working on becoming. Um, I am becoming. How about that? We're supposed to use I ams, right? So, right. Um, so that's what comes up for me personally on that. Um, so any any final words, because I think we're at our time. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I don't have anything else <laughs> to add. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate um, the audience for our co-hosting the um, Saturday Book Club, and we will see you all on next Saturday Book Club or on mine at call, which is on the same uh, number. And uh, Again, the replay is available. Uh, it is uh, 712-432-1085-783-357-POUND, um, or uh, you can pick it up on the podcast.
uh, platforms, putting in Tony Fleming and Mindset and the Mindset Calls and the Book, book Club uh, Calls come up. All right. We also uh, have the community. Oh, Do you have that community number oh, where you can dial in and get oh, a word of encouragement? I think I have it. I can try to pull it up. I have it. Good. That community number is 678-679-5707. And you just text JOIN to be added to the community, and you can get encouraging texts throughout the week from Mr. Tony Fleming. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Mr. Rhonda Johnson. And everyone You're welcome. Thank you. Fabulous weekend. Bye. Bye.